Hello and welcome back to the U.S. Beginner's Guide to Immigration podcast, part of the Canvas. I am your host, Taylor Abbott, and today we're going to discuss what happens after your approval of your petition and how to submit your documents to the National Visa Processing Center, or going forward, the NBC. Now again, just a quick disclaimer, guys, I am not a lawyer and I don't play one on the internet, so make sure that you consult your immigration professionals or your immigration lawyers. Don't take this stuff word for word or do anything based off my advice. This is just more meant as a guideline and something to help you guys out. So keep that in mind. Again, not a lawyer, so uh, definitely consult with your own immigration attorney before you take any steps here. But again, this is uh, meant just to be a guide for you guys and to help you understand a little better how immigration works and the best path to you getting your U.S. visa. All right, stay tuned, and we're going to do a quick recap here of what we covered in episode one and two. My name is Taylor Abbott, and the goal of this podcast is to give you the beginning steps to starting your immigration to the United States of America from wherever you may be. It doesn't matter what country you're at, where you're living right now, uh, but wherever you're from, wherever you might be, I'm going to help you guys get started on moving here down to the United States like I did. So why am I creating this podcast? Well, again, me and my family moved here to the USA from Canada in 2009. So along the way, I've experienced everything uh, from the applications, the interrogations, the interviews, the denials, the approvals, and everything else you guys can think of in between. Um, the most recent thing being just even renewing my uh, visa. Again, it had expired and I had to go through the whole rigmarole and nothing's easy. That's one thing you got to know off the top. It's not easy, but it's definitely worth it uh, when you get it done and when you're living here at all is worth it in the end. So stay stay tough through all of that. Keep that in mind. Uh, but, you know, through all the trials and the uncertainty, in the end, we've come a long way and we're actually now approaching 10 years living full time in the USA. And we have a thriving business and we contribute uh, to ourselves, you know, our own family, and we're also contributing to the U.S. So it's a good deal uh, for us, for my family. And, you know, I really think we do help out the American economy and the community that we're in. And we do good work uh, and we just are, you know, contributing like we're supposed to. So there's no reason that we shouldn't be allowed to live here. So that's something uh, great to keep in mind. And don't only come here for yourself, but come here to contribute. Because if you're not going to come here to contribute, you're just going to come here and, you know, fool around and take advantage of people. Well, you probably shouldn't even try it. So keep that in mind um, when you're thinking about coming here. And so again, just looking back uh, in episode one, I did dig a little deeper into the personal story of how my family moved here from Alberta to San Antonio, Texas, where we are now. And I discussed how we purchased the business, which allowed us to move here on our E-2 visa. And again, that's our certain visa that we happen to get, which is an E-2 investor visa. And I dug into that a little deeper in episode one. And also we looked into the most common types of sponsorship for a potential immigrant to explore and also the ways to go about beginning the process of applying for each type of sponsorship. So just another really quick recap, the types of sponsorships that we discussed are things like a U.S. citizen relative a U.S. lawful permanent resident or a prospective employer. And along with those three main sponsorship choices, there's going to be the two main types of immigration visas, and that would be one, a family-based immigration, 
or to an employment-based immigration. And again, if you guys would like more info, please check out my ebook. I actually have the link to it in the podcast description. It's called The Beginner's Guide to U.S. Immigration. I've got it available on iTunes and Amazon, and it's going to give you guys a step-by-step guide into obtaining your U.S. visa. And as well, be sure and go back to listen to the other episodes that we've covered here, episode one and two, as I discuss this in a little more detail. Now, also touching back onto episode two and what we covered there, it was the detailed process of obtaining your U.S. visa. So again, this is an important one, and uh, it can be broken down into the four relatively simple steps that we went over in detail. But just to give you a quick refreshment, the four steps are, number one, filing your petition. The second one, being approved and getting accepted onto the waiting list. Number three, preparing your visa petition. And then number four, submitting your documents to the NVC. Again, that's the National Visa Processing Center. So if you missed episode two, you got to be sure and go back and listen because this is crucial information that's needed and it's an important and necessary step on the path to getting your own immigration visa. And again, just a, another uh, reminder that in my ebook, The Beginner's Guide to U.S. Immigration, I do cover this as well in writing. And uh, it gives you a nice, easy step-by-step guide and uh, working you through that. So now that we've done that recap, let's jump into today's topic. So as I mentioned earlier, today's topic is going to be looking at how to submit your documents to the NVC or the National Visa Processing Center. And again, this kind of gets into the weeds a little bit. It's going to get a little detailed and it's going to be a little confusing. Uh, So unless you're kind of familiar with what's happened in episodes one and two, you're going to definitely want to go back. Otherwise, you might be completely lost and be like, what is this guy talking about? It doesn't make sense. So That's an important thing to keep in mind here before you listen any further. So where we're at right now is after you've submitted your visa application, you've got your agent, you've paid your fees, you're going to submit the application form and you're going to collect and submit the required documents to the National Visa Processing Center. So again, after the necessary forms and documents have been collected and when your priority date is current, the NVC will schedule your interview at the appropriate U.S. Embassy or Consulate. The NVC is then going to transfer your case file to the U.S. Embassy or Consulate as well, the appropriate one that you're dealing with. So then uh, you're going to have to get together your financial documents, pay your fees, and you and each of your qualified family members that are going to be immigrating with you, if that's the case, it's not always, maybe it's just yourself, but they're going to have to complete the application for immigrant visa and alien registration. This is also known as the form DS-260. You can get that in the Consular Electronic Application Center. And uh, it doesn't formally, when you submit this form DS-260, it's not gonna formally execute your application. Um, it's actually, the visa is not formally made, the application isn't formally made until the visa applicant is interviewed by a US consular officer. So again, just because you've submitted this form DS-260, you did it, uh, it's not going to actually make your visa application legitimate yet. You actually are going to have to be interviewed by a U.S. consular officer. And now just to be uh, a note to keep in mind here, you're going to need to have your NVC case number, your beneficiary ID number, and an invoice ID number from your NVC welcome letter when you try and access the consular electronic application center. So 
After you submit this form DS-260 online, again, that is the application for the immigrant visa and alien registration, you're going to have to print that confirmation page, bring it with you to your interview, and then you can print this again at any time after you've completed the DS-260 application. So again, guys, it's very important that you're going to print the confirmation page because it has that important information, which is your NVC case number, your beneficiary ID number, and your invoice ID number, which you all have to bring with you to your interview. So that is super, super important. Now, after you submit that visa application, you may need to collect some more documents showing your petitioner, which could be your family member or your employer, will be able to financially support you in the United States. So you're also going to submit these documents to the NVC or the National Visa Processing Center. So again, just because someone's sponsoring you, if they don't have a way to legitimately prove that they can support you and have an income for you or keep you off of, uh, you know, using welfare and stuff here in the United States, then you're going to have a tough time. So that's an important step that you have to remember. Now, petitioners are also required to submit an affidavit of support form and evidence of their income. So that's an important thing to think about. And the affidavit of support form is also called the I-864. It's actually legally required for most family-based and even some employment-based immigration. And what it is, the Form I-864, the Affidavit of Support, it's a legal contract between the petitioner or the sponsor of an immigrant visa applicant and the U.S. government. So this is a big deal, guys, the I-864. Generally, the following intended immigrants need an Affidavit of Support, or the ones that do need an Affidavit of Support, is somebody, for example, like a family-based immigrant visa, or people that are getting the employment-based immigration visas where a relative has filed the immigrant visa petition or even has a 5% or greater ownership interest in the business that the petition is filing. So there is a detailed application or an explanation of who needs that affidavit of support and who is exempt. Uh, you can review these instructions for each of the forms on the USCIS's website. And please be advised that the customer service representatives at the NVZ cannot advise you which form of affidavit support you should fill out. So you're going to have to know this before you go in. This is where an immigration lawyer comes in handy. But again, listening to this podcast, you're going to have this knowledge now. And before you go into the immigration lawyer and he has to explain all this to you, you're already going to have a head start. So that's important. It's going to be helpful. So keep in mind the affidavit of support, the I-8. 64. And again, just just to get uh, really into the weeds, into the details here, there is a few different form I-864s. Your immigration attorney is going to be able to help you choose which one, but there's an I-864-EZ, an I-864 standard, an I-864-A, and an I-864-W. And again, those guys, the customer service representatives at the NBC aren't allowed to suggest which ones. So you're going to have to know that before you go in. So... Uh, yeah, that's an important thing. You've got to keep that in mind and uh, discuss this with your attorney or your lawyer going forward for sure. So now step five in this submission process is going to be collecting your sub your supporting documents. So after you've done the financial forms and the supporting financial evidence, you and each of your family members immigrating with you to the U.S., are going to have to collect the required civil documents. So what you need to get together is going to be the documents that apply to you uh, using the information I'm about to tell you guys about. So you're going to have to send a photocopy of all of the required docs, bringing original documents or certified copies along with you to your interview. 
at the U.S. Embassy or Consulate. So again, just because you've submitted it on the online application or through uh, the, those communications, you're also going to have to bring either the original or a certified copy. Um, so that's super, super important. And anything that's not written in English, if you're from a different country that doesn't speak English, or in the official language of the country in which you're applying for a visa, it's going to have to be accompanied by a certified translation. So the translations are going to have to include a statement signed by the translator that's stating that the translation is accurate and the person who translated is competent to translate it. So that's super important, guys, because if you're coming in there and you're not prepared with things like these translations on all of your uh, certified copies or your original documents, you're going to get denied. So it's going to be this big, long process. You put all this work in, and because you don't know the details, you're going to get denied. You're going to have to start over. And again, this is why it's super crucial to get yourself an immigration attorney. And again, that's not what I am. I'm not telling you that you need to do this or need to do that, but I am trying to give you this information up front so you can be prepared before you take this journey on. So super, super important. Now, um, Jumping down a little bit further the list here, you're going to have to get all these different types of certificates. There's things like adoption papers, birth certificates, marriage certificates, police certificates, uh, making sure that you've been abiding by the law where you live now. If you have a criminal record, it's going to make it pretty, pretty tough to be able to immigrate down here. So super important that you have all of this in, in line. And again, this is all laid out on the USCIS website and the National Visa Processing Center has all these guidelines, but it's also going to be found in my ebook that is for sale. I have the link in the description of the podcast. You can get it on iTunes and Amazon. It's called the U.S. Beginner's Guide to Immigration. So I could get into this a lot deeper, but I think for the point of this podcast and giving you these step-by-steps, uh, what we're doing here is we're we're not going to get too much deeper into it because it's just going to get confusing. It's going to get forgot, and really you do need a little bit of help from somebody like an immigration attorney who can go dig down deep and get all this information for you. So after you've got all your civil documents, you're going to be on to step six, and that's submitting all of these documents you've collected to the NVC or the National Visa Processing Center. So in step four, you got all of your financial evidence, and in step five, you got your supporting documents and your civil documents. Now, it's super important that you do not send your original passport or the original civil documents, such as your birth certificate and marriage certificate. Instead, you need to submit a photocopy of these documents to the NBC. However, when you come to the actual interview, that's when you need the original documents. So again, when you're doing the applications, do not send the originals or the reels only do that when you're coming in for your in-person interview. Now, the current uh, case review time as of the recording of this podcast, I've been doing some research here, and it's stating that it's going to be about 11 weeks for the NBC to review your form. So don't think this is going to be an overnight deal. You're going to have to have paid all of the fees and submitted all of the applications online, and then you're going to be waiting for approximately 11 weeks. And again, that's just now when I'm recording, so it could go up, could go down. Uh, but you can also always get that information on the NBC website. So there are four ways to submit your documents to the NBC once you've got them all put together, as we've spoken about here in this episode. And number one, the first method is you can upload your documents online using the CEAC website. You're going to receive a letter from the NBC that tells you you may begin online processing. Now, the second uh, method is the email processing, and your letter is going to tell you that your email processing 
is required. So if you're going to go that route, you're going to have to scan and save all of your forms, your financial forms, excuse me, and your evidence, your civil documents. You're going to have to turn them into a PDF file and you're going to have to email them. So there's again, there's two methods. There's the online application or the email application. The final way is going to be, of course, mail processing or snail mail as we've come to know it now. And this is going to be sending everything like your financial forms, your evidence, your supporting documents, translations, photocopies, along with your cover sheet, your welcome letter and everything. You're going to have to drop that in the mail. And uh, as of the writing of this, it's heading to uh, 31 Rochester Ave and Suite 100 in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So you're going to have to mail all these items together in one package, and that would be the third way. So again, we've got the email, the electronic online application, or the old school drop it in the mail application. So again, that was a lot of stuff to cover, and it was very detailed. And like I said, if you haven't listened to episodes one or two, if you haven't read my book, The, the Beginner's Guide to U.S. Immigration, probably didn't make much sense to you. So this is all part of a process where an immigration lawyer is going to be very helpful in preparing and submitting all of these documents, also helping guide you through the process and the fees. But before you get to that point, though, and spend all of those high-dollar fees required to get that immigration lawyer, start with my ebook, guys. It's the Beginner's Guide to U.S. Immigration. It's available on iTunes and Amazon. And again, the link is in the podcast description, the podcast description down there. So you're going to have to refer back to this episode more than a few times, I'm sure, just to get all of the information. There's a lot of stuff in here, and there's a lot of boxes to check. But stay tuned for episode four because we're going to look into what happens when your petition is approved. This is going to be an exciting day. All this work is going to be paying off. The waiting is done. The fees are done. You've submitted everything, and now your petition is approved. So that's what we're going to look for in episode four. This is an exciting step, but you need to be prepared so you know the right documents to bring, the right things to say, and, of course, where to go. So, again, thank you for listening to the Beginner's Guide to U.S. Immigration Podcast hosted on the Canvas. I'm Taylor Abbott, a Canadian that immigrated to the U.S., helping you follow in my steps and do the same. So one last time, guys, I'm going to ask you one more time. Please download my ebook, The Beginner's Guide to U.S. Immigration Podcast, on iTunes and Amazon. The link is in the podcast description. Can't wait to see you guys down here. I'm hoping to hear back and let you know you're going to let me know that you followed the steps, you checked the boxes, you got it done, and you got your approval to move to the U.S. So, again, stay tuned. Check in for Episode 4. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a good afternoon, evening, morning, or wherever it is, wherever you are. Take care, guys. Taylor Abbott from the U.S. Beginner's Guide to Immigration podcast, hosted on the canvas. Talk to you soon.